0: Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast where we are going to be looking at the Kevin Durant-Joseph Tsai meeting that included a bunch of different things including a ultimatum that was brought down by Durant towards the Brooklyn Nets. So we're going to talk about the situation and we'll start there. So it was about two months almost or so that uh, Kevin Durant wanted out like a month and a half he wanted to go somewhere else he wanted to get traded this was right as free agency started and it led to issues with Kevin Durant and the team and it seemed like there was traction and deals were on the table and things were trying to get moved and nothing came of the Durant situation because Brooklyn either didn't find what they liked or They, for some reason, didn't really feel like they wanted to get rid of him at the moment because there wasn't the ultimate, you know, trade package that they were looking for. So it led to this situation that we're in where Durant is still unhappy and doesn't want to be here. And we got word that Kevin Durant was going to meet with Joseph Stuy, who is the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. And they were going to talk about all things Durant and more so just... The team and trying to even out the situation and figure out the situation and it didn't really say too much about what they were planning on doing but they were going to meet with each other in the future and that future meeting just took place so yeah this is something that uh, is going to be a big deal because training camp is coming sooner and the season's starting and Apparently, uh, there was a meeting which uh, Joseph Stye and Durant talked, and I guess Durant still said that he wants to get traded, according to Sham Sharania, and so that sentiment of I don't want to be here anymore is still evident, according to Durant. His stance hasn't wavered throughout this whole process, but there is new information that was also described to Joseph Stye, which is he wants Kevin Durant wants the Nets to choose between him and Steve Nash and Sean Marks. So, basically, Durant says, me or them. So, what it sounds like is Durant wants fired Sean Marks and Steve Nash and new head coach, new general manager joining in the fold. Apparently, Durant doesn't have uh, faith in the franchise's direction, and with the ultimatum that he has now thrown down, it throws a new wrench into Brooklyn's plans. Because, I think you know, all of this stuff is coming from uh, Sham Sharania. And what I think is now there's no coming back, right? You basically said, I don't want this head coach here. I don't want this general manager here. And you go to the owner of the team and say, look, these guys are not who I want running the show. And if you want me here, those guys have to go. So it got to the point where we're kind of like, oh, what's going to happen now? Because he basically just gave the ultimatum which it seems like he's more like put the foot down let's get this trade going and joseph Sty apparently um tweeted on monday our front office and coaching staff have my support we will make decisions in the best interest of the brooklyn nets uh, organization so this is a new monkey wrench and honestly here's the deal I think Joseph Stye might be a little bit more apt to trade Durant for something now rather than nothing. Because I think before he kind of was like, okay, let's trade Durant if we can. He's not happy, but we can try and convince him to stay. Sean Marks, you can get the right deal done. Go for it. Blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, that was their game plan, I'm sure. And now with this monkey wrench, I think Joseph Stye is probably going to just try and trade Durant for the best package available. And he's not going to wait for the ideal package like it seems like things have been going. Um, And now you have a head coach who really is probably one of the more liked head coaches in the league because he was such a great player. And, you know, I think there's that connection between players and coach who is a former player. And then with Sean Marks, he hasn't really given them a reason to uh, doubt how this team has gone. And yes, they've had issues, but those are injury problems with Simmons and Kyrie and whatnot and Duran a little bit. So um, it's a tough situation, and I think it's very easy to say as an owner, I'm going to get rid of this player. Because most players, it's it's just kind of like, okay, we can you know get rid of one guy who's causing problems. But Durant's just not one guy. He's a top 10, maybe even top 5 player in the league. And it's very, very interesting situation because any sort of random player, it's not that hard to trade, right? If Joe Harris was like, yeah, it's me or it's Steve Nash uh, and uh, Sean Marks, then I don't think Joseph Tsai would have any problem getting rid of uh joe harris for the right price or any price just to get rid of him because he's not kevin durant but durant is such a big part of your team he's the best player and he's the reason that you'd make the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs because kyrie ben simmons and whatever you get left can't really get you far in the playoffs at all it's durant that's going to get you there so at the end of the day it's one of those things where you basically have to make this decision Uh, now you have more monkey wrenches in the situation because you have to really go out there and trade away because it seems like there's no coming back from this. Obviously, um, there is issues with the, the general manager situation, Sean Marks and Durant. And I think, you know, Durant probably feels like Marks isn't setting the right team up and, you know, he probably just wants to, you know, get out of there and not have to deal with Brooklyn anymore and, I think, you know, with everything going on, um, I think he probably just wants to get out. Durant probably just doesn't want to be there, and um, I think personally it's going to lead to Joseph Stuy giving a different ultimatum than what was going on before, which I've kind of said this, that he's probably going to be traded for less than what they're looking for just to get rid of him. So if this is the case now, this situation with Kevin Durant has become much more of a a problem and now with this new ultimatum being thrown in everyone's face it's a situation where um, now maybe Brooklyn is just looking to to move him and just get out of this whole situation so now who has the leverage is it Brooklyn is it um, Kevin Durant is it you know Joseph Stuy? Uh, where does the leverage hold? Who is the one who's got the leverage in this situation? Uh, At this point, I honestly think that Kevin Durant has the leverage, um, because I think Durant can just not play, and I don't know if that's something he would even consider, but it's a possibility, and if he doesn't want to be here with Steve Nash and Sean Marks, then that could be something that takes place, and you're kind of screwed, because then you'd be out your best player, and if you trade him, at least you can get something out of it. And so I also think now the other teams involved, whether that be Miami, the Phoenix Suns, Boss, whoever, uh, they hold leverage over Brooklyn in this case as well because everyone knows where Durant stands. Things haven't changed, and he's only made it even more clear. And so if you're another team looking to trade, you don't have to give up as much because you're like, okay, well, eventually they're going to have to get rid of him because he doesn't want to be here. And so it gets to that point where oh, well, now he wants to go somewhere else and um, he says it's either Steve Nash and Sean Marks or Kevin Durant and we can try and throw an offer out there and they might be more receptive now because of what just took place. So at the end of the day, that's the situation with uh, Durant and you know, Brooklyn in the ca- case that Kevin Durant holds a lot more of the leverage now and other teams hold more of the leverage than Brooklyn does because they're kind of like, well, it's no coming back from this now so who is the possible landing spots for kevin durant now that it seems like it's more likely they're going to try and move him if he's still upset and just it's going to cause more problems and they don't have to trade him but there's way more issues that come with it than just keeping him around because he can make things very difficult for brooklyn so i want to start by saying that miami was one of his preferred destinations as was Phoenix, but both of those teams don't have enough to get a deal done. And I don't really know why Miami would want to go for Durant when they could run it back, because in theory you'd have to trade away most likely Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero to get any sort of Durant deal done. And then you'd be left with older players, and your window would be shrunk to literally nothing. Like In some of these other cases, there's young players and talented players and stuff, that are you know in a win now also win in the future timeline but Miami wouldn't have that because their young players would be out the door so Miami doesn't make sense for that and also you know there's the Ben Simmons angle which now this leads to the question is Ben Simmons going to be on the market because they want to just trade him away to bring in other players because there's a lot of rookie contract guys they have to consider bringing in with any Durant trade and If Ben Simmons is there, that cuts their their numbers down because they can't trade for those guys. So could Ben Simmons be on the market? Probably not, but if they want to get a deal done, that could be an option to make something happen. But Miami just doesn't seem like it's happening. Now, the Boston Celtics had interest. There were those rumors of a Jalen Brown trade. Could the Celtics want to get back involved? There's that possibility. But I also feel like with all the leverage in the hands of everybody else now, and with Durant. I don't think Brooklyn has the leverage, as I mentioned. It's something where maybe they don't want to give up a player like, you know, Jalen Brown, and maybe they want to do other stuff, like, oh, let's try and get rid of Derek White, Al Horford, and some draft picks or something. And I don't think, you know, a deal could get done like that, but could the Celtics throw out an offer that's not as Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum type trade, and instead throw out an offer that's more just picks in other players type trade which probably won't happen but now i think the celtics have more wiggle room because they don't have to give up as much and i think their offer that was thrown out before might be the offer that goes um the raptors were mentioned with uh someone like scotty barnes involved but i don't think they need to add him anymore and i think if a durant deal gets done eventually it could be with just gary trent jr and og or just one of those guys and filler there's not a lot of filler salary unless you want to get rid of one of those or two of those young guys, but you could do something with, like, OG and, you know, Thaddeus Young and, like, uh, Gary Trent Jr. and then do, like, Durant and Seth Curry, and that could be something eventually down the line that gets done. Um, in terms of the rest of the Eastern Conference, I don't really know if there's a ton of teams that could get involved. I mean, and I don't know if Durant would go to any lower-level teams in the East anyways. The Western Conference... Um, as mentioned before, Phoenix was an option, but with DeAndre Ayton signing his new contract, that's kinda out of the window. Uh, Memphis could get involved because I think they have some young pieces and stuff and it would have to be more of like a third team deal, maybe, but they have Dylan Brooks, they have Jaron Jackson, they got pieces, so Durant and John ja Morant. Uh, could be something. I don't know. Golden State probably won't get involved. They just won a championship. Why mess with what you got? Um the only other team in the Western Conference I could see getting involved is uh the Pelicans cuz I think that there is enough in the Pelicans tank to get a deal done with a uh, Durant type deal. You'd have to include Brandon Ingram in this or Zion, which I don't know if they would. One of those two would have to be traded. But hey, you never know. Maybe Zion, he's um, you know, an injury prone guy, he's had his issues. They just kind of added more to his contract, but Maybe they go out there and add Zion into the mix, and Zion and Devontae Graham and Larry Nance Jr., and whatever else needs to get traded for Durant, and you build around Brandon Ingram, Valentunis, and CJ McCollum, and Durant, and yeah, maybe that's something they do, but the, the market for Durant has shrunk significantly, and with Ben Simmons, it's even more of a shrink, so I just don't know if you can even see a trade happening for Durant at this point in time, because... It just doesn't seem likely. Atlanta could also get involved. I've seen potential Durant trades with Atlanta where they basically trade away like John Collins and Hunter and whatever else needs to get done for a deal, but I just don't think there's enough teams out there where I can honestly say, okay, let's get something done, because I really just don't think it's going to happen, and I would definitely be more inclined to see a situation where he just kind of waits, and they wait, and um, maybe it happens, maybe not, and I guess you gotta kinda wait and see, uh, where they go from here, so, um, personally, I just don't see a situation taking place where Durant gets traded right now, he is in the, uh, the ultimatum phase of things, and I think that it's possible that something gets done sooner rather than later, but, you know, eventually, you know, it could happen, I just don't know if, um, if it's going to right now, so, They're in a tough spot, Brooklyn, because he still just wants to get out of here. And this is kind of where they're at. And I think, you know, they traded a bunch of draft picks. They've done so much stuff uh, in the past to set themselves up to try and win a championship. And here's the thing, and I've said this on previous podcasts when talking about a trade. This is not a situation where Brooklyn can just trade away all their players who are like top players and get draft picks and rebuild because they don't have their own picks. So it's very difficult for Brooklyn to say, let's just blow it up and rebuild because Houston owns all of their first round picks with pick swaps and everything. And so it's very hard to, to see a situation in which they just go full rebuild now that Durant says he wants out. So I just personally think the whole Durant situation obviously is going um, sideways and there's a lot of things wrong right now in Brooklyn, but if you're... Brooklyn, you can't just fire your head coach and your general manager for whatever reason. You know, if he says, "Hey, I don't want these guys here," like it's a situation where you're probably gonna have to say, "Look, man, we're gonna have to move on from you." Like it's not something that, um, at the end of the day, we're gonna want to have to deal with. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, so unfortunately, I think um, I don't think uh, Durant's sticking around much longer. I think it's gonna be a situation in which he ends up getting the boot. And I think Joseph Stie knows that's coming. He's just probably gonna have to look at the whole situation now that we got this new information, look at everything and say, "Hey, what can we do now?" Uh, like, what's the situation involving, um, you know, involving uh, Durant, and um, you know, just kind of go from there. And if uh, Durant ends up getting traded in the next few weeks or days or whatever, that's great. But you also got to figure. These, you know, Brooklyn Nets are going to have to talk to every team out there, try to find the right teams, and try to see what the best deal is, and eventually, you know, something will come of it, and if they do, great. If not, then um, we'll see where they go from here, um, because it's a tough situation, um, just overall, and uh, yeah, that's tough. So I want to take a second now and talk about something that's outside of the world of Kevin Durant, which comes from DeJounte Murray, and number one overall pick, Paulo Banchero. Now, both these guys come from the Seattle area, and they were playing in some sort of, like, uh, tournament, and it was like a summer league tournament type thing, and uh, Banchero has beef with DeJounte Murray, apparently. Um, And uh, Jamal Crawford has a Pro-Am game in Seattle, um, and apparently, uh, Murray was, um, upset, and they both kind of, uh, got into it with each other, and, um, I guess Paulo Manchero was flexing that he was the number one overall pick, and, um, they just started, um, fighting over it. Apparently on DeJounte Murray's, um, Instagram or on, uh, social media, He posted uh, this. You try to flex that the number one pick shit on me when I've been rooting for you when you was a kid asking to rebound for me. Paulo, don't get on this internet saying nothing. You changed from the humble kid you always was. And I stand on real shit boy and you know you made it and changed and I lost all respect. Stay humble. This life you know now is real and it ain't no joke. I still want to see you win because that's who I am. So um, apparently that, uh, is the situation, and then Paulo Banchero put something up, lol, unfollowed me on, on the gram and everything, it must be personal, that's fine, just make sure you guard up next time and stop sending doubles, family, um, so, yeah, there was some trash talking, um, apparently, uh, back in back, uh, uh I guess there was a video of Jeanette Murray slamming it down on Banchero Um, and, uh, apparently he said it's a man's league, he's a little boy, he's too soft, um, and, uh, yeah, that's the, the situation, um, and so it was a back and forth a little bit, uh, obviously, Benchero, number one overall pick, probably wants to act like he's, you know, number one, and act like he's, you know, the big deal, and DeJounte Murray probably was like, yeah, hold on a second, take it down a minute, Because you're uh, just getting in the league. And don't use your number one overall pick status. Flex on everyone. Because DeJounte Murray's actually been an all-star. And has been great in the NBA. And uh, Paulo hasn't done anything yet. So number one overall pick status doesn't mean anything. Now people are coming out and saying DeJounte Murray is like a, a hothead. And is stepping out of line. And they're all like, oh, well, he didn't do this in San Antonio. What's going on here? And I guess he's had issues before. And that's why... He was drafted so late in the first round, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh well, he didn't do this with Pop, and how could this, you know, have happened?" And blah blah blah. And I don't know. It's just beef, you know. It'll probably blow over eventually. And it's social media beef, not a big deal. And you know, Paulo hasn't proven anything yet, so you gotta kind of, you know, give it to Dejounte Murray because it's like he's been in the league. He knows what he's doing. We don't know exactly what's gonna happen with Paulo because you know, he could be great, he could not, it's, you know, more than likely that he will be, because he was the number one overall pick, but we don't know his situation right now, and it's one of those things where you got to kind of wait and see what happens, so um, a little bit of beef there when they were playing in a pro-am with the Jamal Crawford pro-am, but hey, you know, it happens, so I guess, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, and I'm sure when Orlando plays Atlanta, it's going to be a a big deal, for sure, uh, between these two.